Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. IVF. And should IVF be state-funded? The health minister has cast doubt, Stephen Donnelly, on whether the state will actually fund IVF treatment. And this is, by the way, going against all the promises that were made by Simon Harris going back a few years ago. Despite pledging to tackle decades of shortfalls in female reproductive care, Stephen Donnelly appeared to dampen a statement his own department made last April, which said he planned to introduce state-funded IVF procedures by 2023. But Minister Donnelly said that while he would be making the case for public funding for IVF, it's really expensive. Yeah, so is paying the CEO 430000 of the HSE. But then again, sure, you can do that. He added, I will make the case for public funding for IVF uh, for the first time and we'll see how it gets on. It's really expensive. It turns out uh, I'll be taking a look at some of the figures. It's incredibly expensive. But it keeps going on about how expensive it is. But uh, we're an outlier. Other countries in Europe do it. And yet somehow Ireland doesn't. And that has to stop, he said. So I can't make any promises, but I'm laying the foundations to at least start. Look, that means, in other words, it's not going to happen for many, many years, or certainly not in his reign, which may not be too much longer anyway. Today, I want to get your thoughts on state-funded IVF. And would you be in favour of it? Uh, back in 2019, the Cabinet approved two million, which is not going to go a long way, in funding for IVF and fertility treatment, and committed to funding a model of care for infertility as part of the public health system, which was due to be implemented in 2021. But due to the pandemic, little or nothing else has actually happened or been done about it. Uh, Ireland remains the only EU country not to offer state funding for assisted reproduction, even though the World Health Organization recognizes infertility as a medical condition. Now, a lot of people who pay tax will say, well, hold on, it's not life saving, it's not life threatening, so why should the taxpayer be paying for it? You know what I mean? That's like, because it is something you don't need. I, I know for many women, and I, but I want, I want to say this with complete and utter sensitivity. There are so many people across the country, couples, particularly, obviously, we're talking about women, but certainly couples, husbands and wives who can't have children. And, you know, when we have children, we take it for granted that we have children. But you have to remember there are so many people who can't. And that doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with either party, by the way, the male or the female. It you know, sometimes people are just not sexually or reproductively compatible and that can happen as well. And, you know, IVF is expensive. Um, it can cost anywhere between 5000 and 10000 And if you want to do more rounds of it, some of them will offer, you know, if you go privately, whatever, they will offer, you know, two or three rounds for that price or two or three tries if you want to work it out that way. Uh, but a lot of the time that doesn't work either and you have to do it again. And I know people who have paid up to thirty or 40000 now, if the government introduced it, it may introduce a cap on it, say, for 10, 10 grand. But, you know, should your taxes, some people will argue that their taxes should not go towards people who want to have a baby, and that isn't the taxpayer's responsibility. However, our taxes go towards many things that we may not deem as our responsibility. For example, like abortion services, welfare services. Although welfare services you would deem necessary, otherwise people would be on the street starving. Abortion services, people would say, Although it's considered to be public health, according to the RAS referendum, inverted commas, um, they will say it's not necessary. Um, it's not a necessary service, unless, of course, somebody's life is in danger at the end of the day. No more than, say, uh, I suppose, cosmetic surgery. 
for example, is not necessary. Um, but yet some people do get it, by the way, on the health service for other medical reasons. But should we pay for IVF? It's not a matter of life and death. Although for people who can't have a child or for a woman who can't have a child, sometimes from a mental health point of view, it can be a matter of life and death. But I want to ask you, do you believe the state should be paying for it? I want to get your thoughts. Should it be free? Should IVF be free? And I don't even mean means tested. But should it be on the NHS or the NHS, on the HSE? It is on the NHS, by the way. But should it be, should the HSE offer it as a service, as they would heart surgery, as they would any other service or health service? Should it be free? Now, you may have to go on a waiting list for a year or whatever it is or two years to get it because obviously a lot of people would want it. But should it be free? Should the state pay for it? Remembering it can cost anywhere between 20, 10 and 20,000 euro per couple. And that could cost millions every year. But should it be free? The number is 87 188 That's 087-188-0008. Let me know what you think. Let's take a little vote on it, actually. Should it be free for anybody who needs it? Yes, you believe it should. It's a basic requirement and necessary. Or no, you believe it shouldn't. It's not my responsibility if somebody else can't have a child and my taxes shouldn't be paying for it. That's the way you look at it. Uh, 87 188 Babs, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Babs? Hi, Anil. How are you? How are you doing? Nice to talk to you. Babs, been a little while. How are you keeping? Yeah, yeah. I was in Lanzarote, so... Oh, jeez. Well for you. Yeah. Well for oh, you. Oh, well. Well, well. Glad to be home, to be honest with you. And anyway, I don't, that, don't do that, Babs. That's, <laughs> that's your typical Irish thing to say. Ah, it's great to be... Too, ah, it was too long. It's great to be home. Get a cup of After tea. After four days, I was bored. Let's put it that ah, way. Ah, you were not. <laughs> I was. And did you want to go home? I would have if I had a choice, but like... Oh, um, Babs. Just enjoy it. it. Well, I you can. Do, you, do yeah. you ever hear Irish people like, and say to be on the second week of the holidays, and someone say, "Oh, when are you going home? Are oh, you going home Friday? Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. No, it's great to get home. Great, get a cup so of when tea. When you get home, you want to go back again. <laughs> get a get a cup of tea. I don't just yeah. get a cup of tea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, geez, Getting back to yeah. your topic, Niall. Yeah. I think um, when couples come down the route and they realise they can't have kids, I think they should be allowed it once. I don't think they should be given the opportunity to have a free. Uh, I say they should be, you know what I mean, those, especially couples. Um, and I do think it should be assessed. Mm. I think those, um, we say, are earning over. But those that can't afford it, they, they, should, um, they should be given one chance. That's the way I look at it. And it's just sad. I think surrogacy should be in this country. Yeah. I would have made a great surrogate. I loved giving birth. I just didn't like rearing them. But you have to. But I, just, I think surrogacy for those that can, you know what I mean? There's always sometimes it's just one partner. Like you said, they're incompatible, but one would be able to, yeah. you know, and then they should be able to use a relative or those that would volunteer to carry a baby. But I do think they should be allowed to have it once. So you and think the state should cover that, the cost of it? Uh, once, just for one yeah, go? Yeah, once. Yeah, because like, it's all right for us. We have ch- we can have kids. We don't have that problem. Well, I can't anymore, but yeah. I didn't have that problem. So it's very hard See, to... See, I mean, a lot of the times... Judgment. Yeah, but can I say something to you? A lot of people who get IVF, and I'm not saying all, by the way, but a lot are past the age of having children naturally. Right, so the, the human body, a female human body, after the age of 45 or even over the age of 40 can be quite risky but after the age of 45 when a woman goes into menopause at that point in her life your body is telling you as a female 
we can't have any well, more children. Well, I think children. that's wrong. I think and then after that age. point, people do have IVF after that point as well because they want to have children late in life. Now, I'm not saying that's common, but it does happen. You know, should we be paying for that as well? No, no, no. I think um, once you're past the age, so you're past the age. And so you would put an, a, an age an limit? Age on it. Yes. Okay, with yeah, the age I limit. Well, okay, for with, young couples. Okay, 41 is the age limit on adoption as far as I know. So would you put an age limit of, say, 40 years of age on it? Yeah, I would. Okay. I would. Okay. Yeah, you know that way. But I just think um, they should be allowed one chance because we're, we're standing in other people's shoes. We never know how it feels like it because we have our children, you know, and mm. it must be heartbreaking. Oh, no, it is. I'm know? sure it's devastating. And by the way, I, I know people maybe don't understand how devastating that can be. And maybe if anybody's listening and they're in that situation, they could explain to us how difficult that can be, particularly as a woman, because it is a basic function as a woman to have a child and to be able to reproduce. Yeah, I mean, we're out having families, I mean, can you imagine, like, if no more kids were being born, mm-hmm. what the country would be like? So, I mean, even, I mean, why why do we not, why are we not allowed surrogacy, Niall? Do you know why? Well, there's there's a lot of debate around the word surrogacy, and, and we did talk about surrogacy briefly the other day, and, you know, I don't have an issue, and I don't think most people have an issue with surrogacy to a certain extent, but then you have an issue where people, unfortunately, yeah. they're going to countries where women could be taken advantage of because they're poor. And, you know, I have no issue with surrogacy as long as it's ethical. But the problem is a lot of it is not ethical. It's Even though we, we have agreements with countries to be able to do it in certain countries, there are countries in the world that we have agreements with where women are doing it because they have no money. And I, oh, that, a lot yeah. of people don't agree with that aspect of it. So, yeah, but the ordinary people going down the road of IVF wouldn't be going into that. But I still think, I mean, after all, even if IVF didn't work, that there should be certain things where if you have um, somebody young enough to give you a child, you know, mm-hmm. and have it amongst your own family, I think it should be allowed. You oh, know, no, absolutely way. not. I, I have no issue with that. Say for Babs, for example, you know, if if a woman wanted a child and you were capable of having babies and, and they were related to you or friends of you, as long as you're yeah. doing it, like in Canada, as long as you're doing it and not making a profit from it. Yeah. I have no yeah. problem. I don't think anybody would have an issue with that. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is people you are know. profiteering from it. Yeah, you know. that's uh, it's wrong, you know. Yeah. But I think um, they should allow it once anyway mm-hmm. for people that are trying so hard because... Okay. And after that then... You know, like, and I do think those should be assessed, though. But those that have the money, they should actually pay for it. Okay, see, the problem is, and the Department of Health, and what Stephen Donnelly is saying, he's looked into it, and, you know, it's a, it's quite expensive. Actually, he makes the point, it's incredibly expensive. He said it's really expensive. He, he may, uses the word expensive three times in the one statement, right? So, from that point of view, he's looked at the cost factor. And for the amount of people that will need it, it will be millions. So, you know, and I suppose they're looking at it as, Okay, it's important, but there are other things that are more important. You know, it might be, I mean, IVF might be really, really important to the person who wants it. But to everybody else into the country as a whole, is it that important that we would use the funds on that rather than using it on something else like housing, which would be really important? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So you have yeah, to I do. balance I the do. books. I understand, yeah. It's just, but I still think um, there, there has to be ways around these things where funding should be, because... Some, there are some funding getting out and they're used for useless things. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. 
you know, you, we, I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm watching them digging up the roads. Sure, there's nothing, some, some of these roads, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just digging them because they have to use up their money, they said. Well, but I, see, I, did, I did see there was a, a, a scandalous story of an old man being left seven days on a trolley um, in, the way, uh, in one of the hospitals in Ireland the other day. It was a scandalous story. And in the meantime, we spent 15,000 or 20,000, whatever it was, on a beehive in another hospital so they could put a picture of it on a screen in the waiting area. And I thought, what a complete oh, waste of money. You know, you know. Meanwhile, there's a man in a trolley, you know, somewhere because they wouldn't pay fifteen thousand extra for a nurse or something like that. I don't know. It's just that, that, the way the HSE has been run is a disaster. Anyway, Babs, just it stay is. there for a second. People are in there. That's uh, what it look, is. Look, doctors and nurses are doing a great job. Sadly, the people who are running it are making a complete yeah. hames of it. Uh, uh, stay there for a second, Babs. Let me go to Angela. Okay, no worries. Angela, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Angela? I'm good. How are you now? Angela, I, I understand, well, maybe I don't understand, I'm not a woman, so no, I don't no. understand what it's like not to be able to have a child, but yeah. do do we have the money, taxpayers' money, which we have a responsibility and a duty to, you know, be careful with, to spend millions, and I mean millions, you know, offering money to people to have IVF treatment? Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do, because we want to look after people's health, and... Not having a baby mightn't just be, you know, it's not a physical thing, but it's certainly a mental thing. Like, I can't. And we certainly um, could not afford IVF when, let's say, I'm divorced now, but still, um, we would have had to go to Spain or Croatia um, to look into it, because at the time in Ireland, the only way, let's say, it would have been egg donation for me is um, you have to have a sibling under the age of 36 who would donate their eggs. And at the time, my sister was 40, so she couldn't do it. You know, and at that, and it's, it's still, it is expensive. And that's why he said it three times, it's expensive. But there are women out there, I'm one, who won't have kids, will never have kids. And it is heartbreaking. What was it like? The, can you remember? What age were you, by the way, when you were told 36. that you were... 36. And up to that point, you were confident you could get pregnant. Were you, yeah, obviously, yeah. Okay. yeah, looking forward to it. You know, kind of, we'd always said, if we had a boy, it would be this. If it was a girl, it would be that. You know, that kind of way we'd name. We'd, so, and we'd so you start, and I don't want to know your personal life, but you started trying to have a baby at that point. Yeah, so we started trying to have a baby and... Um, Basically, the complications were that I got ovarian cancer. Okay. So they had to take my ovaries out, and that's it. There it is, in a nutshell. That must have been Literally. that must have been devastating because you, you knew as soon as that was mentioned that was the end of the possibility of you that having children. That was it because um, I'd always had kind of complications along the line. So my gynecologist was all, we were always keeping an eye. Do you know what I mean? I'd have scans and everything every six months just to keep an eye on what was going on because I did have a lot of um, cysts and that on my ovaries. Um, and basically in January it was fine and we, we started trying and then in July, there we go, boom, my 36th birthday. Must have been devastating so, for you. As, yeah, as a, and, by the way, and I say this not the patronising manner, but as a woman, it must have been de- devastating for you because it, was, it is something that you, it's a basic, well. you know, it's yeah. a basic need, isn't it? A maternal instinct. It is because, yeah. like, my brother has a child. My sister had, do you know what I mean, three kids then at the time. And it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm. Like, you, you, can't, you can't walk down a road without being um, 
you know, oh God, what's it? Just without always knowing, without not saying it's throwing in your face. Yeah, it's not, and it's not that you're jealous of other people, but oh, you're you devastated are. for you yourself. Are. You're completely jealous of oh, everyone. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. You are. You're very envious, but not in a bad way. Like, if anything, I was overzealous mm. when somebody was pregnant. You'd be so happy for them because, you know, you can't. You, you I'm sorry, Anne. I'm, Angela, I don't want to upset you. Please, I, I don't no, want to you upset. don't, but, but you know what it is, Niall? This is what this is what they need to hear. This is the kind of thing they need to hear. Like this is this is what twelve years this year, and it can still upset me like that. You know, mm. and like we didn't have the money to go and do IVF, and there are plenty of couples out there who do, and I'm delighted for them. And every single woman out there who has a baby just cherish it. Because there are so many out there who can't. And this is what it does to us. And if there is a chance, if there's a point zero 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 one percent chance that you can have that, then give it to them. Mm-hmm. Give it to them. Once. Even once. Just let them try once. Babs, when, Babs, when you're listening to that, it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It, it is, and it's all about fair play. I mean, it's very, it's very, very important just to, to, to just to give them that chance, you know, because um, that longing, that heartache must be unreal. And sadly, I will never, ever, I will never, ever feel that because yeah. I've had joy. Thank God. But, but, Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I do. And, and I, you know what I mean? And I wouldn't want to stand in your shoes. But I do think there should be, it should be there, you know, just to give yeah. them that chance. I mean, yeah. that's all Just they're looking for. I'm not saying, yeah. like, if, if, if it doesn't work, go again. If it doesn't work, go again. If it doesn't, I'm not saying that at all. Because that's, you, personally, you can't do that to someone as well. And sadly, it doesn't work for everybody. You know it what I mean? It doesn't. No. And that's why I'm saying, give them, give them one chance at it. One shot. Yeah. And if it, so. if it doesn't happen, then you have to accept it that we, we've tried, everyone has helped, tried to help us. And because that can be very frustrating as well. Like, as I said, that we, now, if we really wanted to go down the route, I'm sure we could have taken out a loan, we could have taken books. Did you get a, did you get a quote or a price? Um, to go to Croatia was 28 grand. Wow. And that's not including... See, the problem is, and what, what the state has to take into consideration is the success rate. Yeah. And, and if you're saying, you know, give everybody a go, right, or give them a, one shot, so to speak, right? I mean, the naf- national average for women younger than 35 able to become pregnant through um, IVF treatment on the first try, you know, meaning the first egg retrieval, is 55%, so a little over half. So only half of the people who get it will be successful. I mean, starting IVF, 33% have a baby as a result of their first cycle increasing to 54% uh, to 77% by the eighth cycle. Now, you know, I mean, you could be trying it eight times and people will. I know people who have spent thousands on IVF. Thousands. I know people who have spent thousands on this. So for the first try, so even though you may get pregnant, by the way, the first try, only 33% will eventually have a baby. So that's, that's a low number. Now, I know, yeah, I know it's know 33% what? more than not having it. I understand that. Yeah. But it is a it's low not, number for the minister and for the state to say, yeah. should we pay for it? But the thing is, if 33 women out of 100 
are successful. Well, actually have a baby or actually have a baby, yes. Yes. 55% will get pregnant, but 32% will have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't that worth it? Don't yeah, we all I think so. It's and, and by the way, yes, it's worth it for you, Angela, for example, or it's worth it for you know somebody who can't have a baby. But is it worth it from a point of view? And I know this comes down, and I mean, people say it's horrible to think of money like that, and we should never think of money like that, but we have to. And to oh. give an example of what I'm talking about, I heard the most interesting interview about four years ago. And it was the, a person from the HSE, I don't know who, I can't remember the name, but their job and their responsibility is they're given, say, 7 billion euro. Yeah. And they have to decide what medications do we spend that 7 billion euro on. So there's a point where you have to decide, do I spend, say, 30,000 on medication for this man who's 80 years of age? And or do I spend 60,000 on 10 people who are under the age of 40? Do you understand yeah. me? on particular medications? Yeah. Which which am I going to get better value for money and keep more people alive with? And and that sounds horrible when you think of it like that because the person who's related to that 80-year-old man or woman will say, I'd spend anything to keep them alive. But yeah. but there's a limit to the amount of money that can be spent. So people, unfortunately, we have to look at it from that point of view. There's a triage system in place to some degree. So, yeah. so when we talk about a 33% chance of having a baby when the taxpayer is paying for IVF, we have to look at it as value for money too. Well, it's yeah, sad, but isn't it, that's really sad. Well, it is sad, but there isn't an endless amount of money, Babs. That's the bottom line. But then, no, the way I look at it is, don't we spend money on hospitals, on drug addicts, on alcoholics, on every... You know, and when you do that... But we have to look at the level of importance of everything. For example, are heart operations more important than IVF? Of course they are. Completely. Yeah, you know what I mean? What I'm saying is that we are spending money on people who choose to be how they are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We are there, like on methadone clinics on, do you know, we're spending money on that and they, like, yes, it's a disease. Yes, it's an addiction. Yes. But you still chose to do that. I didn't choose not to be able to have kids. You know, I so why not, agree why with not you. help me? Sorry, sorry, Babs. I totally agree with it there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's different um, when it's a helpless situation where, I mean, you look at the percentage of people that go for help and things like that, you know, especially when it's self-inflicted. But when something is not self-inflicted, there should be something there for them. Well, I know people would argue, although self-inflicted is it's still an addiction, but I couldn't agree with you more. And I understand the point you're making, but there will be an argument that you can't just ignore drug addicts or alcoholics or other problems that may be self-inflicted to some degree. Babs and Angela, uh, thank you very much indeed. Angela, actually stay with me if you want to. Uh, and I'm sorry again for upsetting you. I didn't mean for you to get upset talking about it. I know it is quite an upsetting thing to talk about the fact, particularly if you're a woman, if you can't have a baby and maybe you can't afford to get IVF. The number is 087 Should the state be paying for it? Yeah, people want to know what the statement Stephen Donnelly made. He, I, I'll read it out again, but he, he does use the word expensive quite a lot. I think he's trying to nail it home. Making the case for public funding for IVF is it's really expensive. I can't make any promises. He says, um, it's really expensive, it turns out. I can, I've can i taken a look at some of the figures and it's incredibly expensive. Uh, it's incredibly, really, very uh, expensive I'll put into the one statement anyway so look the bottom line is it's expensive and I'm, I'm by the way I'm not taking away from Stephen Downey it is expensive um, it's very expensive incredibly expensive as he puts it but here's the thing if it's healthcare well then it should be on the list shouldn't it the same as everything else for example abortion 
if we talk about it in, as women's health care, is on the list. Now, abortion is not necessary. You don't have to have an abortion. You want to have, and well, maybe in the case of life and death, you may need to have an abortion or termination of pregnancy, but you don't have to have it. Um, but no more than IVF. But in saying that, from a mental health point of view, it can be incredibly important for somebody's health care. So the number is 87 Should IVF be funded by the state? Jen, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jen? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Jen. I mean, look, it must be extremely difficult to find out that you can't have a baby naturally and you need a little bit of help, so to speak. And you're in that situation as well where you're, you're basically go down, going to go down this road of IVF now as well. Yeah, it's... Um, I Actually, Niall, it's, it's not myself. Um, it's my husband just that has the, the issue. Okay. And we have gone down the route of uh, getting both tested in the last two two years because we've been trying for so many years. Yeah. And I told... Is it Angela on the other line? Is yes. It? Or yeah, Angela, yeah. yeah. I totally... My heart goes out to her because I'm in the same boat even though I've got all normal clarity on that. But it's my seeing my husband going through it is an absolute heartbreak. And for myself, uh, not to be able to uh, have a child with him, mm-hmm. um, it's it's just heartbreaking. So I do completely understand where she's coming from. Okay. And when you, I'm just curious now, and, and, and pardon my ignorance when it comes to IVF and how it no, works. No, no, go so, ahead. So when, when you go for IVF treatment, they will take one of your eggs and yeah. I'm assuming they will take one of your husband's sperms. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay. So so in other words, they they can do it in the lab. It's just obviously in the natural way. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, it, what I'm actually doing now, my, myself and my husband, and we're actually going to be doing it in the process of one month, two months' time. It all depends on um, our doctor. Um, is ICSI, and it's a, a way more in, uh, invasive after or before IV, after IVF. So it's it's even harder and more difficult, um, and it's way more expensive than even. When you say idea. expensive, give, give me an idea of the cost. Um, I'll tell you now, Niall. It's costing us first time round would be four thousand nine hundred ninety five fifty, and we're actually doing it on um, a loan, kind of. It's like a home. It's called. Okay. It's a financial deal, and you can pay monthly. So it gives people like ourselves that actually can't afford. To pay out straight away with like five thousand ten. Do you get anything back if you have? Do you have any private health insurance? Do you get anything back on that? We have, yeah, we have a VHI, but actually, it does not work in this state in, in okay. this category. Okay, um, but they don't even give you a few quid towards it or anything like that. No, no, no. Tonight we have actually had to spend fifteen hundred just to get up to the ladder where we are now. Actually, okay, to get we're not even on the actual spectra scale of the treatment yet, but yet we had to have fifteen hundred just to go for consultations. Um, and is there an ongoing cost? Like somebody told me, when you get the IVF, you have to take. Um, anti-rejection drugs or something afterwards then, you know, to make sure that, you know, the egg doesn't reject the sperm or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, there is different, yeah, there is different trials and different uh, medication. Like, I'm here and I might be myself being on two uh, two injections and loads of medication, 10 days solid, 12 days solid, to bring that up for egg collection. And at that point, Niall, on that day, two days prior, that actually mightn't work. So going through all the IVF or all the ICSI, all the injections, all the medication, they might tell me I don't have enough eggs. I might have to cancel treatment and start a whole new treatment system. Well, that's why so, I was shocked there to see the results on average 
and this is mm. people under the age yeah, of yeah, that's fifty five percent. Yeah, yeah, will yeah. get pregnant, and only and by the way, out of the fifty five percent, thirty three percent in total of the people who do it will actually end up having a baby. So, from the minister's yeah. point of view, and from the Department of Health's point of view, I suppose they're looking at the risk factor, the the, the gain from it, and the amount of yeah. money that can yeah, be spent. Yeah, I on do, it. and I I can understand that as well. But mm. it is it is a, a it is a, a a wholeheartedly a relationship, or you know you know woman or woman, man or man, man or woman. It doesn't matter if you become you you find this person that you want to actually. Like I have to say, Niall, as a as a woman, I actually never wanted to have kids when I was younger. It never really came into my mind. I wasn't really mm-hmm. no. It just never jumped out at me. Yeah. But it, when I met my husband. It completely turned and changed my course, my, yeah. my mind. Like this man is so kind, gentle, and he could, he's born to be a father. And I and that thought, and then does that break your heart that you can't, as does, they would say, give him a child or well, it, no, uh, have not, a child it's not with him? Give him a child, but it changed my mind over the years because you know you obviously I have exes and everyone has exes and you know you find that carrot or that little thing that's in a person that really wants to bring out like I really wholeheartedly want to be a mother and I can I hope it works out for us but it isn't always just the woman it, it can of be course. the man it, as well or, or by the way it, sometimes it can be neither in other words some people are just not what they call reproductively compatible yeah, yeah and, and yeah, you know in other yeah, words yeah. you'll often have a couple where the man could actually have a baby with somebody else or the woman could have a baby with somebody else yeah, but they just can't yeah, have one together just can't have one together yeah. and I actually have a best friend that's going through the same uh, scenario she's uh, actually in the middle of her second round yeah. of another treatment so she's already paid I think it's like coming close to 17, 18 grand. Wow. And this is this is her other IVF treatment. She's actually, I think, only in the, a week of her trial now mm. at the moment. Yeah. It, she's gone three times or twice and it hasn't worked for her. So this is her third time and they're going to implant two eggs in this, in this productive way. But she doesn't know that's going to work. We don't know that's going to work. She just wholeheartedly puts her faith in the IVF treatment. And like she does have one a business, her husband is a good job, but that doesn't mean you're rich or you're going to be able to, you know, afford all this treatment and afford all this money. They still have bills, they still have everything else that comes in. And I do really believe that there should be some help out there for couples that really are, you know. For those for those listening, Jen, who mm. believe as taxpayers, for example, yeah. and they already have their children, so they're grand, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah. and they're listening to yourself, and they listen to Angela, and as much as it breaks their heart, listen to them, and they they empathise with your situation. They yeah, will they say, "Well, hold on believe, a second. Yeah. They'll say it's not life threatening. It's not like yeah. a heart operation. So why yeah. should taxpayers have to fund it? That unfortunately, it's just a fact of life that it's very difficult for some well, women not to have children. Well, everything or. else out there that we don't really need. And at the end of the day, it is a health service uh, issue. There, my husband can't have children. No fault of his own. That's nothing. That's a health issue. Like that's something that not everyone can have children. Well, one, well, one in seven women can't have children. That's that's yeah. a statistical fact. You know what I mean? Or can't find it difficult to conceive, should I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I know that they, a lot of European countries out there give help for the first time. Oh, they around. do. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I do believe like we're part of the European Union. So why do we bother going into the European Union if they're not going to? consider every, everything option and all the other options they have in their countries. Yeah. So I do believe first time and you should be able over a certain age or how many years you're married, it should be uh, out there. It should be, there should be help. 
Yeah, I'm, is, I'm looking at the I, stats I here. Is, yeah. yeah, infertility affects an estimated 15% of the couples globally around the world, amounting to 48.5 million yeah. couples who would find it difficult to conceive a baby. And you're good with your numbers, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know, I've been reading that online. <laughs> but but in, say, in saying that, I mean, for you and your husband, when you, when you went to the doctor mm-hmm. and you were told that, look, there's an issue here, you know, obviously you had to go and get tested and, you know, get sperms tested. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that must have been a very heartbreaking time. To for be both honest, it was absolutely heart shattered and it was, a really hard time because it was at the very start of COVID and we had decided, okay, we're literally a year before that, we're going to go in and, and try for a baby. And it just, every month was, it was like a loss of a baby every month for me anyways. Yeah. Because I'm building up and building up to that excitement and, you know, you're feeling all these, like... You know, Everything you seems to be working pregnant. well. Yes, of course. I'll be honest with you, I, I, I There's times where some months I felt like I was pregnant. I felt, that's it. We're pregnant. This is going to be great. And then, you know, it just didn't work out. Yeah. And it's like fail after fail. And then I felt a failure. And I thought it was me. And, I, you know, she just always said, and we just needed to go for the test. And our friends decided, you know, pushed us on it and said, stop now. You need to go. Yeah. It's not good for your mental health. And I have and was to that, was that, that difficult then to... Actually, do, do me a favour. Can you stay there yeah. with me for a second, Jen? I just have to yeah. go for a quick break. No and problem. I'll come back to you straight after the break. Stay there with me. Uh, the number is 087 Yeah, just to clarify there, somebody just texted in, in relation to my comment in relation to certain things that are not necessary that we still fund as part of a health service because we consider them to be healthcare. And we do consider them to be healthcare. And I mentioned abortion, by the way. That in some cases I said it wasn't necessary. Well, I also did say, and I did make a point that in some cases it was necessary. For example, if a woman's life is in danger and somebody else mentioned by there by text if a woman has been raped or in certain circumstances. And I did mention in certain circumstances it is necessary, but not always necessary. Um, anyway, so just to clarify that because somebody getting very angry there for no reason at all. Maybe people should listen a little bit clearer to what I actually said. Uh, the number is 087 Now, let me just get back to Jen. Sorry, Jen, just to get back to what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, hi, now. So when you were, you were both told, uh, and I suppose it, nobody ever wants to play the blame game because it's nobody's fault. You're a couple and you act as one. So it doesn't yeah. matter, matter whether it's your issue medically or it's your husband's issue medically, for mm-hmm. example. But in this particular case, obviously, it was an issue with your husband. But as a couple, you couldn't have a child. That must have been the most devastating time because as a woman, you said that you felt obviously the pain of that as well. I, yeah, I absolutely did. I think going into work every day and having that on your mind, I'm in a job where I'm at kind of a, a an area where you're, you're always thinking, you're overthinking and it's always with you. It's with you every day. And I see, as Angela said that earlier, you know, you see people coming, newborn mummies coming in um, where I am and children and, you know, your friends are having children, they're having babies, you know. It's a really hard thing at this stage and it it actually, it 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 mentally drained both of us and I'm still going through it at the moment. It's it's very disheartening and you, you do get a shot down all the time because we are not in... We don't have a lot of money and we have normal basic jobs just like anyone. We pay our taxes just like anyone. Um, we have, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard going. No, you're not. And, and it's it's unaffordable for most people. It is. Oh, it's totally I mean, it's like a deposit on a house, for God's sake. I have to say... This is the word I use to my husband. And it's like we've got the house on. It's like a seesaw. We've got the house on one end and we've got the 
we've got the fertility and to have a future and have a baby on the other end. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's up and down. Which and I, and I know, I know people will pick. use That's taxpayers. That's we were looking at it the last few yeah. weeks. We're going to have to pick. And, 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 and sorry, Jen, for to I know taxpayers will say that it's unnecessary. And, and mm-hmm. yes, from a physical yeah. point of view, yes, it is unnecessary in a lot of cases. But as I mentioned earlier yeah. on, say, for example, with thing, other things that in healthcare, like abortion, like, for example, a woman getting her breasts reduced if they're too large, for example, those kind of things can have a mental health problem with people. And, yeah, and that I, mental I health believe, is important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it, like this country has the highest percentage of mental health in any European Union mm. or country. And we don't look after that, and that's a shambles as it is now. You probably talked, I've heard you talking about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, like, I think still there should be a factor of percentage that they may, may be able to help with a couple. Like, two grand will go a long way. We can save up the other three grand. We'll work our socks off for it, but we can still do it. You know, it's manageable. So do you, th- do you think the state should fund even, and the suggestion is in some, well, in a lot of European countries, what they do is they fund one round, essentially. Well, and, yeah, and after that, unfortunately, it's like you're on your own. Half of it, Nile, that, that's mm. like a big thing. Like, if someone told us, like, you're actually entitled, Jenny, to, you know, uh, 50% of your first time round, I'd be like, oh my God, I would have been over the moon. I wouldn't have been believed it. But, like, for that to have nothing, there's not even a mention of it. And mm. again, the Irish, Ireland, backward, we always have to be coming 10 years dragging our feet behind everything else. I mean, there's a text here. I just want to read this out to you, Jen. It says, this subject is very raw for me. Just found out yesterday my latest round of IVS has failed. Uh, it's my second round. I've done three other assisted cycles, had five pregnancies and only have one living child uh, with one extremely rare miscarriage included. I have spent an excess of €20,000 in the last two years on cycles, not including all of the complementary therapies we undergo and including vitamins, etc. It's emotionally exhausting, but every couple deserve a, ch- uh, a chance. The 20k we have spent was made possible by taking our child out of childcare and managing at home while working full time and making other savings etc it's not easy i am lucky to have had one little miracle and cherish her every single day yeah i mean that's I, 20 oh, grand that's amazing that that's that's that's, un, that's an unreal text like to to even grasp the figures of that like that's just crazy mm. and that's scaling on my as i said my friend who's near nearly at 20 grand for doing it mm. and if this does not work even to re, uh, for the last two eggs she wants to implant like she's she's gone back to the start all around again like that's another five six grand for and it's different prices everywhere and i've gone to all and i've emailed and we've gone to consultations in two or three different fertility places and they're all different prices now. So. Okay, and I'm looking, here's a, a little audio message that might give a little glimmer of hope to people, by the way. Have a quick listen to this. So, Noel, we had four cycles of IVF, very, very expensive, cost us thousands, and it never worked for us. And as we were about to go for our fifth cycle, my wife fell pregnant naturally. We were, we were only ever given a 3% chance. So to everybody out there that's still trying or hoping to do, do IVF, Keep trying, keep trying. Miracles do happen. Well, there you, there you go. Well, that's a kind of nice thought as well, isn't it? That yeah, the doctors yeah, might have got it is, wrong. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. in your in your case, just finally, Jen, he talks about miracles do happen. Although the doctors have said there's an issue, obviously, with the sperm, mm-hmm. th- does that mean it's completely ruled out or is there still a very small possibility that no, you could naturally we, get pregnant? We, we were told, like, uh, we're still trying now. And of course. I think it's... Uh, as I just said, you know, it's all about the energy or whatever. And, we, you know, it's 
like and is there a possibility you could get pregnant he, naturally no 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 no, okay. no that's what we were told and we were told by that by two fertility places so okay at okay. the end of the day yeah i still think now there should be half wish percentage of it or some kind of help out there for people i do believe okay. all right well listen thank jen you. it's been lovely talking to you and thank you very much for all your honesty no, today thanks, for having me on speaking to you. thanks very thank much you. indeed uh, keep texting keep whatsapping no i think it's absolutely necessary so somebody by text here i understand that we consider them not to be medically necessary there are many things we do that are not medically necessary uh, but unfortunately for people's mental health i think it's really important and i would agree with you by the way in relation to things that we talked about earlier on including the one we mentioned which was abortion yes in a lot of cases it's not medically necessary all right, super text coming in. Somebody says, Niall, how dare you claim that categorically abortions do not have to be done? I was raped when I was a teenager and after trying to commit suicide on multiple occasions when I found out I was pregnant, I had an abortion. Please think before you make such statements. Okay, I, I genuinely have apologies to you in that situation. That is a terrible and horrific situation to be in. And by the way, I didn't say they didn't have to be done. Um, on the occasion, and when I mentioned it at the start of the show, to use the analogy, I said that certain things that we do under the guise of healthcare, under the category of healthcare in this country, are not necessary. And I did use the analogy of abortions, but I did say in certain circumstances that they did. For example, I gave the example of a woman's life being in danger, for example, in those particular circumstances, or certainly in a circumstance like yours, where you're in a very difficult situation as a teenager. And I couldn't imagine what that must have been like. It must have been a very difficult circumstances. And I mentioned that for mental health reasons, I did say that as well earlier on, that sometimes things need to be carried out for mental health reasons. Hence, we were talking about IVF in certain circumstances being absolutely necessary. Anyway, listen again, uh, as I say, apologies to the circumstances that you found yourself in. It must have been a very difficult time for you and for all. And I hope that clarifies the situation for you. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. We are talking about IVF treatment and whether it should be funded by the state. And yes, uh, people will argue that, oh, it's my taxpayer's money and it's not necessary, etc, etc, etc. But you've been listening to the testimony of women who've been on the air over the last hour telling us how necessary it is for them and it may not be necessary for you. It may not seem as necessary as a heart operation. And obviously, from a medical point of view, yes, it's not as necessary as somebody getting a heart transplant or somebody getting an operation that will save their life and keep them living. But for many women out there, of course, IVF, you know, or to be able to have a baby is vital for them because to them, I suppose it's a maternal instinct to want to reproduce. It is one of the basic functions of a female human being is to reproduce. And I'm not saying it's the only function, but it's certainly one of the most basic functions is to reproduce. Uh, the number is 87 Should it be available on the HSE? Should they pay for it? Let me go to James. James, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Hi, good afternoon, sir. Good. James, what's your circumstance? Um, well, I just want to first of all bring a bit of balance and have a meal ring in. Um, my wife and myself went through a long, long course of uh, trying to get pregnant. And this was like in our early stages of our marriage. And uh, we, we exhausted all avenues. And we were told the only option would be IVF. Mm-hmm. So we ended up actually having to do uh, eight IVF rounds. Eight? Eight? Yes. Paid right. for privately. All the money that we put away you're, you're the third person now. who said that to, by either by text or by call today that you had to do eight. So it seems to be quite common to have to do quite yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know what I think myself, having gone through it and so on with experience and watching them, I actually think they learn more about the female 
as they go along and what's not working, what's not right. Cause and and, and, and they get the timing right, I suppose, is important yeah, too, yes. Yeah, they get a bit of balancing on the medication yeah. afterwards as well. Yeah. So I think, yes, yeah, but, but we had, coincidentally, we had actually set a target that was when we hit a certain age that we actually give up, you know, we couldn't continue with it because of the, the concern around the health risks and so on. But funny enough, uh, that year, it was the last one that we were doing and it was successful. So, uh, so, so it took you 13 years to do that over 13 oh, years, yeah, 13 yeah. years. Eight courses over 13 years. Yes. And, your, and your little girl is nine years of age now. She's nine way. now. Congratulations. And I tell you, she, she is so loved in my family. Like It's like winning the lotto because all of my brothers and sisters have been through um, a lot of issues. Now, funny you mentioned heart transplant and heart surgery. That, that has come to our door, basically. Mm. And uh, so we can value what medical care need, needs or, or, or how you value them. Um, can I, can I, I ask you, by the way, James, how much, did, how much did it cost you over 13 years? Yeah, there was different... It was almost like a, a, an a la carte menu, basically. You could go and do a course that would cover you for two goals, I'd say. Okay. And that would be freezing uh, the eggs. And then if it didn't work, you could go back and you wouldn't have to go through the full circle again but right, you could okay. just go yeah. so yeah roughly you're looking at around five and a half grand for the, for the actual treatment and then you're looking at a couple of hundred euros for the consultant then you're looking at a couple of hundred euros every month for the medication all the way through the whole pregnancy so are you telling me it's some, somewhere between 40 and 50 thousand over thir- 13 easily, years easily yeah right. but you know what in hindsight I know it's easy to say no and I'm, look your little girl is nine and it's she's worth every penny pay for a child Yes, yes, it is a small price yeah, to pay in that know, sense. We do meet couples first time go. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the, the average is. I think they mentioned one in four is successful in the first time round. Yeah, it's not It's not likely that you're going to be successful first time round. Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, I think the government should, because I don't see it, like for a female, right, who has medical problems that's preventing her from getting pregnant. I would consider that the very same as a person who has a heart condition uh, or needs treatment for a bypass or a transplant. But it's, but it's not with respect. And yeah. I understand how important, James, that is. I, yeah. I do really understand how important it is to you and to your partner. But you can't compare that to somebody who needs a bypass because if they don't get the bypass, they're going to die. Well, I understand that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, with respect, obviously it can cause mental health problems and I get yeah. that. But you're not going to die if you don't have the baby. No, no. But you know from I mean? a medical point of view, it's a medical issue for that female. Oh, no, I, I absolutely, I, and, I couldn't agree with you more, but, the, and, but we have to have priorities. Don't and we? it's a very, very hard psychological and physical mm. um, road for them to go down. And if you yeah. can't have a baby, even harder again. I'm, not, I'm certainly not dismissing the importance of it, um, no, know, particularly for a well, woman. I think some of the, some of yeah. the callers judge on sex. It's yeah. easy, you know, yeah. and what used to really pee the hell out of me was when we were in the maternity units, you come outside and you see them with bellies popped out and they're smoking fags. Yeah. You know, that used to turn my stomach. Uh, and so, there, so there was you as a father desperately trying and yes. wanting to have a child and you're yep. standing in a maternity hospital and you're looking at somebody who really doesn't yeah. seem to give a damn about their own pregnancy. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, so, can, that can be heartbreaking, yeah. Absolutely, I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I, I've actually suggested to the unit that we dealt with that it should be separate from the main hospital because any woman that has a miscarriage is put in with a pregnant lady as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's in our health service now. That's not from the private sector. I know, I know. And we we've, we discussed that during COVID as well. And yeah. that can be quite difficult for a woman sitting in a waiting room who's just had a yeah. miscarriage. And she's sitting there with a load of women who are pregnant. Absolutely, yeah. You it's, know. it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah, we need, to, we look, need to use our head how we deal with people because yeah, we, we don't yeah, seem to get yeah. it right it, a lot of the time. People's emotions, people's mental health. There's a lot involved. But luckily, we got our lump of gold at the end of it. And I do think the government should have some kind of incentive. Now, I would go down the lines of maybe... Tax break? Tax credit. Yeah, yeah I was going to say a tax yeah. break, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, yeah, because you don't want really nearly people going for it. This should be only used for people who have exhausted every other avenue and maybe even try one or two goals on their own and then it hasn't worked. Maybe on the third and fourth one covered by the government. Yeah. And I suppose, that's, I mean, there's that old argument, just to be able to afford a child as well. Do you, well, I mean, this yeah, is it, yeah, yeah. But I think know. if you want to hurt enough now, you, you're fine for it. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I don't think that's a bad idea, James, that there could yeah. be, you, you could basically write it off against tax. In other words, that you yeah. can claim it back on your, as your, on your tax. In other words, you know, you get it as a tax credit, the five grand that you spent or the four exactly. grand you spent. Exactly. That's not a bad idea, yeah. actually. And I won't, I won't accept any of the unemployment people saying that, oh, we can't afford or whatever, when the majority of them are sitting outside a pub or smoking cigarettes, tap well, these in. And well, the majority, but yeah, some are. Not, yeah. yeah, not generalising, yeah, yeah, but the yeah. majority of them are, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, James, I couldn't agree with you more. There are some people out there having children that I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them look after a dog. Exactly, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. All right, James, listen, I appreciate it, and thank you very much, and congratulations on the birth of your little baby. Well, when I say baby, she's nine now, and worth every single penny, but there's James spent nearly 50 thousand euro believes that maybe it should be given as a, as a tax break probably not a bad idea jerry you're an ireland's classic kids how you doing jerry hello niall how are you jerry now you're in a slightly different situation because it's not you or your partner for that matter it's your daughter that's correct yes yeah it is, it is. That, that she has an issue obviously that she can't have a baby or or, or yeah she, yeah she, she did everything right niall uh, she you know uh, got the house bought yeah. it on her own terms got no grants bought a second-hand house no grants from anybody from any government any organization uh, got married, you know, under COVID and did everything according to the regulations, did everything yeah. right and, you know, has our job, uh, he has his job, everything is 100% except they can't have a baby. Well, we not. I'm not saying she can't have a baby, but she's not having a baby yeah. as we speak. She's 32 years of age. She's getting a little bit anxious, obviously, because, uh, you know, t- the clock is ticking for, for women. Yeah. I'm not sure what the upper age is. They used to be 40. It's probably changed now. With well, and they say anything over 40 is a bit of a risk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's the, the case, all right. Yeah. But, uh, no, she, she uh, she's not getting frantic, but she is getting quite concerned. And she has already taken a course of IVF in the, the preliminary stages. Yeah. Which are kind of just to see if everything's working, if, if yeah. old partners are okay, and they seem yeah. to be okay. So the next step would be to kind of investigate it further and to start taking treatment, which is quite expensive. And this is yeah. where this is where the whole thing, I think, uh, goes a little bit wrong. Uh, the government give grants for every single thing under the sun, and some of them are worthy, some of them not worthy. But there's no grant or there's no kind of uh, monies at all. As far as I'm aware, there might be tax relief, but there's no grants as far as I'm aware for the likes of IVF or for any of these treatments. And my point is, like, as a, as a, as a person growing up in Ireland through, through the 60s, 70s, 80s, giving away my age there, uh, we always kind of believed in, you know, having a workforce, having a, ha- having a healthy workforce, having a healthy, you know, population that would, you know, keep the country running, so to speak. You know, some, some countries had rules, like China, for example, could have, when you have 
I think it was one child. That's right, Jay. Otherwise, you paid more taxes. Yeah. Yes, they look for the to keep the male because yeah. it's considered the worker of the family, uh, which is kind of wrong because keeping the female makes you know, hopefully would <laughs> would increase the population. But yeah, anyway, of course. That's not yeah. Their decision. I think they've relaxed that decision. No, that 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 yeah, yeah the, the one child rule is gone now. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. gone. I believe. But my point is, you know, if we as a society, as a as a country, are trying to keep our workforce in, you know, healthy. Well, we, we need a population, by the we way. We, and, we you know, you can't let the population decline either, you know. No, and you see, it, it, I think a lot of the difficulty is as well, people are tending to leave uh, longer for having children because they, obviously it's more expensive. Just but but here's the thing, Jerry. I mean, you're right. I mean, if we look at this in a long term, it's an investment, right? Because hmm. if somebody has a child, when they become 18 years of age, they go to work and they get a job and they pay tax. So, hmm. so every person and every child is an investment in the future. Of course. You know, and, and somebody has to pay for all our pensions. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. You know, we, historically, in the last 20-odd years, we we did import a population of workforce, you know, from, from the Eastern Bloc countries, yeah. which tend to be looking after our elderly, looking after, you know, nursing homes, hospitals, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's changed since, I think, COVID. A lot of them went home because yeah. know, they didn't see the point in being here. Uh, they went home to look after maybe families at home. Uh, you know, hence we have a huge problem getting staff at the moment. Hence yes. we have everywhere you go now, yeah. staff want it. Uh, you know, in every aspect, from from the lowest paid job to the highest paid job, seems to be the, the, the situation. Yeah. So uh, you know, as I say, I think the government need to look at the whole broader picture and not be selective and like as I say, giving a grant state. The budget for the for the health uh, the, the health system in our country is massive. It's billions. It's you know, it's a lot of money and to keep throwing more and more money at it doesn't mean it gets any better. It, it sometimes just means that the, 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 the fat cats get fatter, you know what I mean? The, not Blame consultants particularly, but people with oh people are higher, don't, don't, you're right because it's privately yeah, done. People are becoming very wealthy on IVF, of course. So yes, it's not really working in, in, in so far as the, the general population benefiting. So I think the government need to step back and say, okay, where where is this all going? Uh, I don't think there's that many people requiring you know IVF in the whole context of things. It wouldn't be half to half to the, the well more than more than seven women. Um, okay. Well, couples, should I say, one in seven. Yeah, well, that's... Will, will find it difficult to conceive a child. So that's quite a high percentage. It's you know? quite a high percentage, it is. And I, I know for a fact, like, you know, speaking from, from my own experience, I have friends that, you know, got IVF, uh, went through the whole process, and, you know, when they had, when they kind of resigned themselves to the fact they weren't having children, they adopted. And after mm. adoption, they went and had their own children. So, you know, there's a, there's a, okay, well, what about Jerry's suggestion earlier on there that maybe rather than giving money, we should give a tax credit for the first time, obviously not for every single time you try it, but a tax credit, you know, of the amount, be it five or six grand or whatever it is for the first try. Would, would that be good enough? Do you think that would be acceptable? Well, it would be. Like, I'm not, I'm not fully up to speed. Is there a tax relief on? No, uh, you as know, far as I know, there's not, no. Well, there you go. I'm, so. I'm going to the dentist today, uh, Niall, unfortunately, getting one of my molars out. Yeah. Now, I will get 20% tax relief on that by keeping the receipt and sending it back into my... my yeah, in your med one form, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, if it's just a tuition, that's not, that's not exactly a, a big, it's a big deal, all right, but it's not, it's not life-threatening, it's not, you no. know, increasing or decreasing the population. But IVF is part of that, and I think for the, at the very least... To offer a tax relief on this would be a big step in the right direction. Okay, well, listen, and, and I wish your your daughter well, by the way, and, and her partner, by the way, and I hope uh, they can get pregnant, or or indeed if they can't, I hope their IVF works for them. Listen, Jerry, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Uh, let me go to Rosie as well. A lot of so many people by calling us in relation to this. Rosie, hi. Hi, Niall. 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 Hi,
Hiya, John Niall. How are you? How are you doing, Rosie? Okay, now, like everybody today has a kind of story to tell, I suppose, in relation to how difficult it was for them. Oh, have I lost you? Are you there, no. Rosie? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Rosie. Go Hi, yeah. yeah. So we, <laughs> no. we all, all have a story to tell, I suppose. We do, yeah. I, myself, my husband spent seven, 75,000 on I, IUIs and I, IVF. 75,000? Um, yeah, we remortgaged for 75,000. Oh, my. Yeah, and every, spend, every penny we had was spent on IVF and IUI. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't for us. It wasn't the road that we were meant to go down it never worked for us and how many um, rounds how many rounds do you get for 75,000 we've done 12 rounds and 25 IUIs and how, over the course of what 15 20 years was about, it? about 15 years altogether okay, yeah okay. yeah. right okay and how often can you get it done is it do you have to wait a, a year each time or how often are well you... ours was over 20 years ago so yeah. ours I, you could have gone straight away oh okay um, I suppose there wasn't that much research done into it compared to now yeah. Um, massive difference but yeah it was it was on the year every year yeah. yeah I'm looking at people texting in here by the way you're not the only one Rosie I'm looking at one text there please keep my name anonymous I've spent 65,000 over the last five years or somebody yeah. else says you know we've tried everything including you know vitamins acupuncture all that kind of stuff and spent over yeah. 30, 32,000 I didn't realise people were spending so much money on this. Yeah, it's dreadful. And really and truly, the government should be stepping in to help people. Mm. Like, it's, okay, ours, well, we just weren't compatible that way. But yeah. in other ways, like, it's just not fair. It's, it's just so unfair that the government aren't helping. And when you found out that you couldn't have a baby, I mean, I'm assuming at some point a doctor stepped in and said, listen, No, Rosie, no. That that never happened. So you never no. you, you you just kept trying and weren't having a baby and you knew yourself. Yeah, yeah, just unexplained. Nobody said, "Look, I think it's time to stop." Um, I don't think this is going to work for you. Um, yeah. We never got any of that. It was just unexplained. Or hopefully the next time. But no, I, I'm talking about going back twenty years ago when you were trying to have a baby naturally and it just wasn't working. Did you get tests done then and find out that you were re- reproductively incompatible or something like that? No, no, it was just after the last one that Sandy came up with it. With yeah. that, yeah, this is just not. Go- I don't think this is going to happen for you. That was the end of it. They didn't feel guilty taking your money over twenty years, mind you. No, they no. certainly didn't. No, seventy-five thousand. Wow. Yeah. But look, yeah. If, if it had resulted in a baby, it would have been worth it, I suppose. You know. Absolutely. But look, now we we foster. We have everything. We have beautiful children. Um, and I wouldn't. I don't regret a day of it. Um, it was just something that this was the road for us, the path for us, and this is why I wanted to say it's not the end of the world. There is other ways to have children. Um, there's fostering, there's adoption. I mean, the amount of children out there looking for homes and mammies and daddies to look after them. And, and you know what? That's incredible. a wonderful thing to do. I know that because I'm adopted myself. But it's a wonderful thing to do to ado- adopt a child. Unfortunately, there's not yeah. a lot of children to adopt in Ireland. You would have to go no. to abroad. But no, but the fostering. Fostering, The yeah. amount of children that are looking for parents is incredible. And how many, how many children have you fostered? Um, we have seven over the last the last fifteen years. I can hear one in the background there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but they, you know what? The fostering is a it's an absolutely wonderful idea, and I know the government do fund it, and you, you get you know paid as well to look after the children, which is is very important. Well, for their for their own well being. Uh, but in saying that, to me, it would break my heart. Like you get a little baby or a little child, and you have them for two years, and then you have to part with them and give them back. You again. do, yeah. But you know what? You're after setting that child up. You have 
brought that baby on so much and yeah. gave him so much love and care. And, and that's what they need. But they, know, but they not, do they not just become like your own? I mean, of course, do you yes, have to stop yes. yourself from loving them? No, 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 you can't. You, you can't. You, yeah. You're just forced. It's like having your own child. This baby comes out to you and you fall in love with them straight away. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. But, you know, you hope that they're going to go back to better parents and things might be a bit better for them. Not in all cases. But yeah, their mum and dad have sorted themselves out yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of gives you a bit of relief. But does, it not, does it not break your heart the day? What was the longest, yeah. what's the longest you've had, had, had a child for? Um, 15, 15 years. Oh, but that's all right. Well, they're on yeah. the <laughs> They can manage themselves at 15 years yeah. old. Okay, but w- like if you had a child for, say, four years from sort of we two years. I had a child left. for two and a half years. We've had a couple for two and a half years. And then when, and they, yeah. when they come to collect them, is that, do you not spend the day crying then thinking, oh, I yeah, wish I had them back? Yeah, you do that for weeks, absolutely weeks, months, pa- years pass, and I still think about them every day. I know. But and do they keep in touch with you afterwards? Do they keep in touch afterwards? No, no, sometimes they do. They can come back when they get their files when they're old enough. Um, it just depends on. And do you have any the parents? Let I'm so, I mean, really nosy now, Rosie. But do, do you have <laughs> any like? So let's say, for example, you get Mary right, and she's two years of age, and you have her for three years till she's five, and then yeah. maybe her mom or dad, or maybe they were alcoholics or something. I'm just making up a scenario, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they, they, the social service come and say, "Listen, mom and dad are back on the right road now. You know, listen, we're you know we're going to take little Mary away from you." Uh, so you know we're going to take her back on such and such a date. I'm assuming they give you a bit of warning, do they? Yeah, they okay. do. Okay, yeah. okay. So, do you have any right to find out afterwards how she's getting on? You can ask the social workers, and and they will let you know. And they can you write to them? Up. Can you write to them? No. 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 Um, and I don't think that's fair on the child. No, you know, I, I understand. Forget very quickly. So yeah. why would you be putting that on them? I know. You know that I know. that fear of losing you all over again. Yeah. Um, it's it's not right. So no, look, if they're old enough and they come back and see it, then well yeah. and good. Yeah. You know, it's great to see how a child is getting on, and it's great to hear from the social workers. Yeah, such and such is doing fantastic. Yeah, it um, would. It would be, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing to know that you've done something with that child's life and you've helped that child's life. Yeah, now, I, by the absolutely. way, the foster industry is is a wonderful industry. I do know it has its pitfalls, its downfalls. There are people yeah, who are gaming absolutely. that system as well, and making yeah. you know, and making money out of it too, uh, for for the wrong reasons. But in saying that, most people who are in the industry, and I know, so I know another woman who's in it, similar to yourself, who does it for all the right reasons because she loves the children. Yeah, and, and she wants to give them a better life. You can't. I mean, you, you you have to. You have to do it for the children. Yeah. You know, it's it's about them. It's not about you. It's about you giving them what they need at that specific time. And most kids just live need love. And how how old? Is, don't mention the child's name with you at the moment. But how old is the child with you at the moment? There, I can hear it. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. How long has she been with you? Um, since she's four months. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll be here forever. <laughs> and you love her to bits. Yeah, yeah, she's my own. <laughs> she's absolutely. And do you treat own. them all like your own? You do, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You you can't you can't treat them. They're no different than any other child. Of course, no, I know, I know. Yeah, you, you have to, you have to just accept that's just the way it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's lovely. And honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to us. Well, look, you, well, you know what? I know you spent a lot of money, seventy five thousand IVF, but maybe. I know people probably say this to you before, and it's a bit corny. Maybe it was meant to be. Maybe this is what this was it. your this was your calling, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. 
Listen, yeah. Rosie, it's been lovely talking to you and you're an angel. Listen, thanks very much indeed. Nate. Thanks, Appreciate man. You Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Loads of texts, by the way, coming in. In relation to that person there that spent 32000 myself and my husband had multiple rounds of IVF, egg collections and six frozen transfers. Uh, between all of that, meds, vi- uh, vitamins, acupuncture, etc., we have spent all of our savings, 32000 and all within 19 months. Oh, my God. And still haven't had our baby. Uh, no, for, well, a, a sad face. No financial help whatsoever, and now left with nothing to gain, um, other than to save approximately eight thousand again for another round. To say we are both mentally and physically broken is an understatement. We would, of course, do anything and pay anything to have our family, but there will come a time when the heartbreaking decision will have to be made to stop, as financially we will not be able to go on. And and that's just the way it is for couples. I mean, having to remortgage your house. By the way, just somebody mentioned there as well, I just, just mentioned it. You can claim back some of it in tax. Uh, I, I didn't think, sorry, actually, no, you took it back down again because I forgot to read it when I was talking to Rosie. Yes, there it is there. Sorry. Yeah, can, I'm just looking online here. Can I claim tax back on IVF treatment? Yes, you can make a tax back claim on any fees relating to IVF treatments through the tax relief for medical expenses scheme. The tax relief is given at the standard rate of 20%. All right. So obviously you don't get all the money back, but you get 20%, I suppose, tax relief back on it. But as some people said earlier on, the whole thing should be given as a tax credit. I think that was the point somebody was making earlier on, which is not quite the same thing as that. It's a medical expense. And I don't know, by the way, how much of it, well, it says 20%, but I don't know which part of the, the IVF you, is claimable. Is it just the consultant's fees or whatever? Anyway, I don't know, because I'm not obviously an expert in taxation. You would have to check that out yourself. If you go on to revenue.ie, I'm sure you'll find out more information on that. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.